the catch <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Chris Jackson, back with another episode of Tuesday's Playbook, episode three, Gio? I think so. Yes, sir. Let me get the... Yeah. For the one time. For the one time. time. We're back for the one time. Gio, man, I know you're nice to be on the board. Say what's good to the people. Hey, what's good, y'all? I'm here. It's your boy, Gio, live and in the flesh. Yes, sir. We're back. Happy to be back. Yes, sir. We got a lot to talk about on this episode's Tuesday's Playbook, Mm -hmm. so... We will jump right, right, right into it. Um, the NFL. So a lot's going. <laughs> Why are we, ah, why do we laugh? Listen, man, listen, man. <laughs> that laugh alone, they're gonna know what it means because they know what's coming up right after this. That's true. That's true. Um, we'll talk about Roger Goodell's statement first, then we'll talk a little bit about Pat Mahomes. We will not be talking about Drew Brees, guys. Mm-hmm. Every media outlet is covering that. I could literally care less about what he said. Um, if you want to know my feelings on that or Gio's feelings on that, you guys can hit us up directly. But yeah. We're not going to be talking about on that. that not, not giving no more light to that, honestly. Nah, nah, we're cool. We're cool. Um, all right, so let's talk about Roger Goodell's statement first. He speaks on the behalf of all of the air quotes NFL, unquote, mm. un- air quote, and then we'll go from there. So uh, did you see the video? Did you see what he said? I didn't care to watch it. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's fair. I didn't care to watch it, bro. All right. So the video ran for about like a minute and 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. Uh, The response was last week. And it talked about a lot of requests from certain players. So Patrick Mahomes will get to Deshaun Watson. Um, The players were saying how obviously in their separate videos, how racism was wrong about the previous attempts to silence the peaceful protests from either Colin Kaepernick or other players. Uh, with responses to Black Lives Matter and those incidents. Roger Goodell said, and I quote, we, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systemic oppression of black people, he said. We, the National Football League, admit that we were wrong for not listening to the NFL players earlier and encourage all players to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the NFL, National Football League, believe that Black Lives Matter. He continued, we are listening, I am listening, and I will be reaching out to players who have raised their voices and others on how we can improve and go forward for a better and more united NFL family. So he didn't mention any, unquote, unquote, rather. Mm-hmm. So he didn't mention any players by name specifically, but... but he, ne- he never does, though. Yeah. He usually doesn't. And my thoughts on this, bro, at this stage, man, like, it just, he's just doing what everybody else is doing. Like, does he genuinely mean it? Does he, like, he's the state, he says, um, we condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. We admit, they admit they were wrong. Like, you only admitted you were wrong because every company entity is getting called out right now. Right. And when Cap tried to peacefully protest, tried to bring awareness, they made him seem like a villain. This is just damage control, bro. Uh, well, so that, that that's how I see it. So I will try and... Be objective. I'm, I'm sorry, I wasn't. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we believe in objectivity here. Always, at the always. Podcast. Um, no, I, I think that the stance subjectively that you're taking is extremely valid, mm-hmm. and I respect it, especially because I believe some of the same things. If I'm just looking at it from that, from the face, from that stance, yeah. exactly, mm-hmm. from just what I see, the deeper issue I think that the NFL is facing right now is. Roger Goodell can only do so much. Mm -hmm. So if I'm looking at it holistically between other professional sports leagues, I would say the NBA is probably the most progressive. Yeah. And then with uh, Commissioner Adam Silver, what he believes in terms of marketing, how to market the NBA, he understands that the stars and the players are the face, right? Mm -hmm. I think that the NFL for a long time, sort of like the MLB, believes that well, it's the it's the brand, it's the shield, right? It's the NFL that's the 
the producer of the content. It's the NFL that people want to see, not necessarily the people surrounding it. Like the mm-hmm. NFL believes that they're the bigger brand, whether they have players that are superstars or not. And I could even go on a deeper level by position, right? The NFL doesn't want to pay running backs because they know that that's an expendable position. You're always going to pick up somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Where, whereas, whereas if I look back in the, let's say 2000s, I remember LaDainian Tomlinson being kind of like the face of the NFL. Yeah, he was MVP. Right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. Mm-hmm. And so I think that though they have stars, they do have big stars in the NFL. The NFL shield is the overall arching thing that people look for. They know that the NFL brand is going to be the NFL brand. There is only so much Roger Goodell can do. So I would say the statement, though, I believe, yes, it is damage control. Uh-huh. I think that Roger Goodell, I saw the video. I heard his voice. I think that the dude's sincere. <laughs> like I, I, I got to watch it now, though, because I, I got it. Like, you can tell a lot. Exactly. How they exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I got to watch it. I think that he was sincere in what he was saying about the NFL not listening as, as they should have before. That being said, however... That also means to me that Roger Goodell is going to have to start. So I'm not going to absolve him. Mm -hmm. He's going to have to start making a very serious effort on the behalf of the players where the owners will not. Because, Gio, I think that's the issue. So when you say it's surface level, I I agree that it's surface level. It's not surface level because of Roger Goodell. Mm. I think it's surface level because of the freaking owners. And I like... You know, we try to curse responsibly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think ownership is the issue. I think that when it comes to the NFL trying to be more progressive, owners care more about the dollar, which which makes it's, it's sense. business. Exactly. It's business at the end of the day. Now, to your point about the companies making the statements. Yeah. Uh-huh. The NFL and the owners are starting to realize that the once majority that they thought was going to be affected by Colin Kaepernick protesting, the kneeling, the owners sided with the quote-unquote majority, the majority of white white middle-class to mm-hmm. upper-class white consumers that buy season tickets, that sit in the press boxes, that believe in an ideology that is reinforced by our current president and his stance on how the kneeling relates to the national anthem or to the military. Which it was never about. Which it was never about. And you and I agree with that. Yeah. Now that the owners see that those people, I think, are the minority. One could say, one could say that those people are the minority. A lot of people right now are protesting we've covered that here at the catch this podcast people are out in the streets because they're outraged yeah those people before that were the majority are now the minority and i think the owners now see that they have to change their tune maybe not necessarily the minority but their voices aren't as loud right now yeah those voices are are very low because i think people are realizing it was never as we said it was never about protesting the military protesting the flag and people are coming to that realization. But my thing is too, bro, like why did he wait so long to listen? He was listening. He wasn't listening to the right people. I just don't think that, I don't think it was that, I think in a vacuum, it may have been that simple, but beneath the surface, like yeah. we try to get to, I, I just don't think it was that easy if you're supporting 32 owners. You and know the thing I mean? is too, the representation when it comes to the owners, it's like four black owners. No. no, 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 I'm lying. Four black coaches. I yes. think it wasn't like two black owners. Yeah, so there so there is not a so there are two minority owners yeah. in the NFL. There's not a black one. So the um, the my, wife my for the Bills is I believe Asian American and then the uh owner for oof maybe the Bengals or the Bills. I'm sorry guys, y- y'all are going to kill me. <laughs> we we weren't expected to go into the owners but it, it's either the Bengals or the Bills. That are the Bengals or the Bills. The Bengals or the Browns. Okay. And I believe it's the Browns. They, I think their owner may be, um, maybe like 
Oof. Middle Eastern, I want to say. Maybe, maybe. Don't quote me, though. But it, it's something like that. But okay. I do know for the Bills, though, that mm-hmm. wife of the husband of the Bills, I know she's Asian-American. For a okay. I do know that. So if you look at NFL ownership, though they may not be of color, though they may not be of color, mm-hmm. no one's saying that those owners aren't, quote-unquote, like liberal or like Yeah, we're not saying that. Right. But if, let's say, out of 32... 18 aren't then at that point roger goodell has to make a very real decision about how to continue having the owners backing because he wants to keep his job too so i don't think it's as simple as saying roger goodell wasn't listening to the right people Mm -hmm. that is the answer to it yeah I, i agree wholeheartedly that that's the answer do i in hindsight now understand that the business of professional sports is deeper and darker than you could possibly yeah. imagine. Absolutely. The stuff you see on TV is just the, the glory part. But like Yeah, it's yeah. you know, the, mm-hmm. the the bright lights of it. Yeah. The, what they what people want you to see. I think that this entire situation as it relates to what's going on outside and and I like to keep it at that, what's going on outside mm-hmm. is now shedding light to companies and professional organizations, business practices, right? What what's really important? We as black people spend trillions of dollars trillions in this capitalistic society. Companies understand that. For instance, I believe that Home Depot put out a statement on how black lives matter and then or something to that effect. But they are supporting Trump's reelection. Yeah. So like, I mean, so when we get back to like these big entities making these statements like. It just goes to show they're just doing it to make it seem like we're with you guys. We're with the movement. No, you're just saying that so that people still come into Home Depot. Right. right. Because if they know like, yo, Home Depot is like straight up racist, nobody's going. Same. And and then tying it back, same thing with the NFL. Mm -hmm. If the owners know as billionaires, right, they became billionaires for a reason. Yeah. If they know that business works better when all people no matter the color, no matter the religious affiliation, mm-hmm. no matter the m- mental and personal ideologies, no matter what you think, our business works better when you give us money. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're going to, even if even if Roger Goodell, again, I think that he's sincere, even if he was told by the owners to make that statement, of course, the owners are going to say to your point, hey, we need to because yeah. we understand how far the black dollar goes. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that these people believe, quote unquote, that we support them in the things that are going on outside. But like we talked about with Temple on Sundays for Men, well, now we have to see action. Yeah, like words or whatever, bro. Right. Now we have to see what you all are going to do moving forward. Because the fear that I have is, even with this statement from Roger Goodell, If nothing is done to show that the NFL is truly committed on trying to make society a better place, Mm -hmm. what exactly is all of these, or what exactly, I'm sorry, are all of these statements for? Is Colin Kaepernick going to get a job? Or are we going to see Colin Kaepernick with the team? Because that, and we'll get to in a minute what the NFL can do, and we have our opinions on that, Mm -hmm. but... Is Colin Kaepernick going to get a job? Can we start there? He's going to get a pity job right now, bro. Like, I don't think, like, right now, if he gets a job, it's going to seem like, yo, it's out of pity. Let's make it, let's make it right. I feel like they're going to think giving him a job is going to make it right. No, the damage is already done, bro. But I, I don't, I don't personally care if Kaepernick gets a job or not. I know that may be a scorching hot take to some of you listening, <laughs> but he, his, purpose for living is so much greater than the fucking NFL. Yeah. Really? Like the NFL is an entity that helps sustain capitalism. That's all it does. You know what I mean? Like the content is far less interesting and exciting than it was even 10 years ago. Yeah. The game is so lukewarm. You can ask players about that, especially on defense and what they can do to the quarterback. It's just people believe, and I go back to the owners. 
owners believe, hey, this is a offensive league. This is a quarterback's league. It let's is a quarterback's sure, league. Right. Let's make sure that the quarterbacks are super protecting back there. They make the most money. We put up yards. We get better views. Boom. And that's the science mm-hmm. of it. That, that is the, the scientific mathematical precision of the NFL right there. Make sure the quarterbacks are good. Let's throw for 500 yards a game. It's exciting. The highlights put up numbers at ESPN and every other sports entity. Media entity. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Let's move forward. But if you look at things again on a deeper level, so right next to me, Gio, is the diversity bonus by uh, Scott E. Hold on a second. Scott E. Page. If you guys are looking for a good book to read right now during quarantine, I definitely recommend the diversity bonus. The book isn't just about diversity and inclusion on a uh, philosophical level Mm -hmm. about why it's important. It talks about the diversity of ideas, the diversity of thinkers being in a group or a team. If you look at the NFL on a deeper level, you see that, like I said before, it's the players that are important. Yeah. Even if it's the quarterback, even if it's a quarterback league, you know what makes the quarterback league better? A good cornerback, mm-hmm. a Darrell Revis, mm-hmm. right? That's what makes the league better. Yes, you have this amazing quarterback back there. Let's say Patrick Mahomes. We'll get to him in a second. We have this amazing quarterback back there in Patrick Mahomes. Well, let's see if he can throw against Darrell Revis. Let's see if he can throw against and uh, I just don't follow the NFL like I used to. Uh, a good, you know, a good to great cornerback now. Let's say Richard Sherman. I was I just about to say Sherman. I know he's on the downside yeah. of his career, I guess. But let's say Richard Sherman. Okay, cool. Or a like I Honey think, Badger, bro. Um, what's his name? Tyron Matthew. Yeah. yeah. He's so, tough. so if you're looking at that, right, those things to me make the NFL better. Yeah. Let's let's make it more about those stars. Let's make it more about the players. That pushes the narrative of spending the dollar. I want to see the players. That's what the NBA is so successful. Yeah. That's why the mm-hmm. NBA is so successful. It's the LeBron James, Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant. These people are individuals outside of the shield of the NBA and their lives are interesting to certain some people (laughs) you know whatever but like their lives are interesting it is cool to Uh see them in that lens the NFL could take a page from that book right now and give athletes the platform to continue to speak out about what's going on and I bet you I bet you GL if if I were a betting man I would say that the league would get more interesting and then profit margins will be raised of course in in my opinion Course. But that's that's how I feel. I think about the Roger Goodell thing. I don't think it was just, I don't think it was a him thing. I think it was ownership really was constricting what he could do back in 2016. Mm-hmm. And yes, had excuse me, the NFL listened, we would be in a different position maybe right now in society. We probably would have. Go tell those owners. Go tell those billionaires. Go tell those white billionaires. Right. Mm-hmm. That like. Yeah, we, we should definitely listen to black people on, like, the marginalization of black Bro, people. Bro, the only, <laughs> only time they trying to hear us is when we're spending money, man. They don't care about us outside of that. If it's not about money, they don't care. And it's sad. It's very sad. Not everybody. And again, I don't, I don't yeah. want to blast every owner. Oh, no. But the I, majority I, of what we can see and, like, the, right. the inferences we can right. make based on the information that we have. Right. And I would, I would leave it at this. I, I see right now... I may not know each and every owner. Most people won't. But I do know the owners that have made a statement. I do know the teams that have made a statement about the situation that's going on outside. Mm-hmm. And I know the teams who haven't. Step the fuck up. So it's time. Speaking of stepping up. <laughs> so <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Patty. Pat, Pat, Patter. Um, let me give Patrick Mahomes the air horn one time because he did make a statement. A statement that shocked me and surprised me quite a bit. Gio, did it shock and surprise you? I wasn't expecting it. You know, and that's why he gets the I air. I wasn't horn. expecting it. That's why he gets the air. Because I thought he would need, I thought he would need one of these right here, Gio. I thought he was gonna need the golf clap. I really did. I really did think that he was gonna need the golf clap because again, for me, I didn't think that the statement would be all that. Ooh, do I want to say all that black? Bro, because listen, because <laughs> when, I, when I walked in this morning and we were talking about it, I'm like, yo, I wonder if it's some Drew Brees type statement. And then, <laughs> and then I started reading it and I was like, oh, that's different. Especially yeah. for now and somebody who's in his position, bro. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's so he deserves the air horn. Well, yeah, he does. He definitely deserves the air horn. So let's uh let's read some of the quotes for the people in case you guys haven't heard it. So this is on the undefeated.com ESPN's cultural flagship website. Uh the son of a black father, longtime major league baseball pitcher Pat Mahomes and a white mother. Mahomes had not especially been vocal on matters of race in his first three seasons, but as only the seventh black starting, again, I want to say, but only as the seventh black starting pastor who would play in the Super Bowl, he understood the significance of the moment. And so that was not Patrick Mahomes. That was Jason Reed. So I'm going to read Pat Mahomes quote, quote, the best thing about it is you're showing your kids that no matter where you grow up, no matter what race you are, that you can achieve your dream, Mahomes said then. For me, being a black quarterback, having a black dad and a white mom, it just shows that it doesn't matter where you're from. So. (laughs) So. Listen, listen, man. When you're, I think when you're mixed, regardless of what you mix it, once there's a black in that mix, you're always going to be seen as that black. You're going to always be identified, well, for the most part. For those who are real about it, they're always going to see that black side of you regardless. And for him to like come out and... Bro, I'm, I was expecting him to say, yeah, I'm mixed. I don't really care because it's not affecting me. And he identifies as black first. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I like that. I like him identifying as that. I like him coming out and saying such a powerful statement, especially now when in the league, you know how they... They treat players in the league that speaks out. I wonder what owner, for instance, won't happen to him for saying like anything like this. Because I'm pretty sure the NFL would love to be neutral on everything. So him saying this statement, I wonder if it's gonna inspire other players. Because you know, there's certain players that speak out and whatever. But for a player like Patrick, he just won Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, and he's punching back like that. I like that, bro. Power to the people, black power. Let's go. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so we did talk about it off wax. Mm-hmm. I do like the statement. I don't want to minimize Patrick Mahomes' statement and my scorching hot take I'm about to give. Oh. Unfortunately, I think that it is very cool and easy right now mm-hmm. for people to speak up on the behalf of their color. Okay. Because I haven't heard anything from Patrick Mahomes before this, mm-hmm. it just can come off to me very disingenuous. And okay. I don't want to, I really, because it, because I understand objectively that he is taking a stand in what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Even Doug Williams, right, uh, former quarterback you know, for the Washington football franchise, I'm never going to say the Redskins because I think that's extremely racist, for the Washington football franchise, you know, he's a legend in D.C., mm-hmm. like coming up in. So for all those who don't know, I'm from Southeast D.C. So coming in, coming up in D.C., like Doug Williams, I mean, he's a legend, right? Even he was saying that Patrick Mahomes' stance and then speech at different things that are going on right now outside, that he has been so, 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 so impeccable for the movement. Like it is absolutely astonishing what he has done. Cool, Doug. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I I hear you. But at the same time, why weren't you saying things before? It's not like these are the first matters of race that have happened since you've been in the NFL. Wait, when when did Pat come into the league? So I think this is his third. This will be his fourth year. So I would say, what, like the 2016, 2017 season? And when did Kaepernick start his? 2016. So. I believe he was a. But he, I mean, and he was a rookie back then, so I, I don't. 2017 when he came in. Oh, so he came in 2017. Yeah. So the year after. So the year after. So the 2017-2018 season. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. But he still didn't make when he when he was a starting quarterback in yeah. the NFL. Again, let me. This is all semantics. <laughs> when he was a starting quarterback in the NFL, he didn't make a statement. Yeah. Period. So, for me, and, and you know, we were talking off wax about mm-hmm. like. His relationship preferences, we, you know, we were talking. Just digging deep a little bit, see what's up. But I think that the 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 statement definitely means something. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and, mm-hmm. and and believe that it doesn't. But I just want to see again, sort of like the NFL with Roger Goodell, 
Okay, Patrick Mahomes, let's see some action here. Yeah, it's time to see some action. Because it's, it's real cool to be black right now. <laughs> right? It's real cool to be black right now. It's real cool to jump on the train mm-hmm. of social injustices and, oh my gosh, we are marginalized and all of that. Yo, Patrick Mahomes, you've, you as now, again, I can't speak for him and I was about to go crazy, but I can't speak, I can't speak for him because I have not had his lived experience. But if I were a betting man, if I were a betting man, I would think that Patrick Mahomes has not experienced life the way we experience life. Let I would, me say I that. would, I could say that. Right. Let me. And I think it's safe to say that. And I don't want to. I don't want the listener to feel like I'm ragging on Patrick Mahomes again. I love this statement. I love the fact that he said something. But a lot of people right now are saying something. Good. It, that's a valid point. We a lot of people right now are talking. Gio and I are about to protest again on Thursday. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are talking. A lot of people are saying the right things as it relates to what's going on outside with racial injustices. So since this is Tuesday's playbook, I want to now hold these people accountable. Yes, sir. That's what we're going to do here on this podcast. We are going to hold people accountable. Patrick Mahomes, let's see if you put your money where your mouth is, young brother, young king. You want to be out here. You want to be out here. You want to be out here talking about you a black man, right? Let's see if you put your money where your mouth is, young king. Let's see what the efforts are because we are going to hold you accountable here on Wax. And I, I don't care, Geo, if it's every week. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have a conversation. Well, what did Pat Mahomes what, do? What did he do? We're gonna have a what tracker. Did, this month. We're gonna have a tracker, bro. <laughs> is that gonna be the segment? Yeah, we're gonna what, have a Mahomes is done this week for black people. No, we gonna we gonna have a, a Pat Mahomes tracker up on the wall, bro. We're gonna update it every week and see what's up. Yeah, because I again I will so he gets the air horn for the statement, but you know, for for the action, we'll see. Cause he may have to get the golf pending. Line. This the, the actions are I would say is pending for now. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him some time. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna give him some time to to make a move, see show that action bounce mm-hmm. in the great words of Marshawn. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna give him some time. As I said, you know, we're, we're gonna track his progress and see see what's up with him. Yeah. But again, I commend anybody that makes any That's company. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, what you say? Any company? No, hold on. Any I commend. Any, I was about to give the on. air horn. No, let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> I commend anybody, any company, anybody that makes a statement. My okay. thing with these statements, bro, I gotta see the action after. I don't care what you say, but I, I commend the statement. Yo, Home Depot put out a statement, and, and Home Depot don't donate to Trump, bro. Come, Come on, bro. On. That's Come what on, I'm bro. Saying. So that's what I'm saying. Like I commend everybody for saying something. Okay, it is easy to say something. But I'm trying to see them do something. That's what I want to see, bro. Speaking of doing something. So how can we, let's say Roger Goodell hits us, right? We looked at the article Mm -hmm. on ESPN about things that people can change. Let's say Roger Goodell hits us and he says, hey, you know what? We, We are now listening. Like we said, like I said in the statement, we're listening. We are here to support. You two black men sitting in the crib <laughs> talking about sports on Tuesday's playbook. Um, you know, what What are some of the things we can do? And so before you start, uh, this article was by Andre Snellings. Uh, it's titled again, Now That You're Listening, Roger Goodell, Here Are Ways for the NFL to Affect Change. He starts off the article. And again, if you guys are listening, please, please, please go read that article. It is, it is, it is a hard, hard read, uh, especially in the beginning where he talks about the conversations that both Gio's family, my family, Andre Snelling's family have had about how you interact with the police as a black person, Mm -hmm. right? The conversations that he's had to tell his daughters, the conversation my mom told me, the conversation my mom's mom told her and my grandfather told her, my grandfather's a lawyer. So of course he told my mom, you know, that statement and Gio, you're from Jamaica and I know you guys have had those statements as well. Um, you know, what are some of the things that the NFL can do to really cement that level of change? So I know we were saying that we want to hold Patrick Mahomes accountable, mm-hmm. but, you know, wise people have said we can't just complain. People can't. Need, yeah, that's true. Right. People can't just rag on people and complain without some no, any ideas right, yeah. of solutions. So, Gio, can you give me three things that the NFL and ours may overlap, mm-hmm. but. Can you give me three things that the NFL could do to be more supportive to people of color? In one, I don't know if they have it 
and I doubt they have it. I don't know if they have like some diversity department within the NFL. Because I don't listen. <laughs> listen, why is the wrong track? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they needed. <laughs> so that that we can start there with some form of you know how schools have like diversity inclusion or whatever. I don't think the NFL has that. I could be wrong. If they do, it's not known, but that's a start. Andre Snellings talked about that too. Like, so oh, he did? Diversity council for each NFL. But he was saying, well, like, for each team. Oh. He was saying, have, like, diversity for each. No, 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 I agree. No, I agree. You, like, have, have it for each. Because you, when you have it, when you have, and, and I, I'm totally sorry, Gio, because I cut you off. No, you're fine, bro. But if you have it in just the NFL like front office uh-huh. let's say you you still are governed by the owners i think but it could start from there and then trickle down like that's fair i feel like there should be a governing body for it cuz it's going to get to the point where oh that team is doing that but we're not doing it right. type thing right so there has to be a standard set for everybody to follow cuz i feel like if it does go on a team by team basis then every team is going to have a different ideology of what how of what is to be what if that makes sense right right so Diversity department, that's one. Mm-hmm. Two, let Kaepernick lead the diversity department. Oh, hold on. You get the air. So, oh, you're really trying to pod party listen, for real. Listen, man. You're trying to pod. <laughs> Yo, you trying to listen, pod. Bro. Okay, I like it. I like it. So that's that's my second. So the diversity department, Cap is in charge. That's two. My third thing for the NFL to do I want to see the NFL start. I mean, I know I think they have like the play six or whatever. I need, I want to mm-hmm. see them donate specifically to black. Um, what am I talking about? To black organizations, black foundations, black mm-hmm. charities. Mm-hmm. That's what I. So that's the three things they can do. And they because the NFL needs to rebuild their relationship with black people, or just people of color, or people of color. People let me let color. me not just say black people. People of color. They right. they they need to rebuild this relationship because what they did to Cap, it hurt us all. So they need to find a way to show us, not to tell us, because as I said, I'm not trying to hear it anymore. Right. For if you did the same and congrats, whatever. Right. But I'm trying to see that action, boss. <laughs> I'm trying to see that action. <laughs> you feel me? Words, words can be empty sometimes. So I like it. Diversity department, mm-hmm. cap is in charge, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to see them give back to the black community, people of color, et cetera. That's okay. what I, that's what I think. I got you. What you what you got for me? I would say the first thing that the NFL can do to truly show that they are committed to what is going on outside, to racial injustices and people of color all around the society. Defund every single piece of dollar that you have for any police department at any portion of any team. Yes, in the sir. NFL. So that's that's number one. That's number one. And I'm going to give myself the air. Of course. Because you got you to gotta stop it. So, let's, so that would be one. Really, when you start talking about commitment to action, that is a start. Police brutality is a thing because they receive funding from organizations like the NFL to keep them empowering, doing mm-hmm. the same things that they've been doing for years. Yeah. So. That would I would say that that's the start for me. Okay. Take off every piece of funding that you have for any level of police department, any level of funding for any level of policing in this country. Take any dollar that you have, even if it's on a like real, real hush hush tip. Like, no, you got to stop it. If you are committed, really show the commitment. Again, Pat Mahomes, same thing. Like, if you are committed to this, really show it. So that would be one. Second thing for me would be, as much as it pains me to say, whether Colin Kaepernick wants to take the job or not, you got to give Colin Kaepernick an opportunity at least to play football. Yeah. If that's what he wants to do. Bro, break. Well, not really breaking news, but it says um, Saints Malcolm Jenkins says league won't get it right until they specifically apologize to Colin Kaepernick. Just Agreed. came out on ESPN. Agree. Agree. So I would say anything that has to. And I, I'm like, Gio, like that point about Colin Kaepernick leaving the diversity. That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's that. God, that is an awesome point. <laughs> um, it just, I, it is so telling to me about how you think, young brother, young king, and how you put that together. Because I would have never ever ever thought of that, and that, I think that that is a, just a fantastic point. So I would say, 
So that would my would be my second point is to give Colin Kaepernick a job, mm-hmm. maybe like Malcolm Jenkins said, an apology. Yeah, you know something to that effect. You you have to address Colin Kaepernick owners. I know that the reason why the NFL hasn't made a statement to Colin Kaepernick or given Colin Kaepernick an opportunity is because of you all. The the people aren't as stupid as you think that the people are. So you know we we get it. <laughs> like I understand that that's why the NFL is moving the way that it's moving, but you have to address Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. So that would be two. Mm-hmm. The third thing I think would be to institute a policy, sort of like the Rooney rule as it relates to hiring minority coaches and assistant coaches and athletic coordinators Mm -hmm. or whatever, have a rule like that in place for each and every front office team as it relates to hiring black executives. So, you know, managing marketing, uh, events mm-hmm. don't just have people reaching the quota just to reach the quota just to have say some, you have it exactly yeah, tired have of something it. in place like the Rooney rule for black executives for these teams and for the NFL front offices mm-hmm. in general I you know we're committed to diversity no you aren't like let's really see if you're committed <laughs> to the, like I'm so tired of that because they, they say they're committed to diversity and the only time as I said they're only committed to it on paper not in practicality bro exactly because you can always put out a statement it doesn't mean anything exactly you're right i'm trying to see the action you're right Uh, you're right so i would say so number one get rid of each and every dollar that's going to any level of policing as Mm -hmm. it relates to funding uh with the nfl number two you have to address colin kaepernick immediately 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 like right now today you have to address colin kaepernick owners you got it wrong it's okay to get it wrong man it's okay Part of being a better man is accountability. Yes, sir. <laughs> right? Like, like, it's okay. And then number three would be having a Rooney Rule type of mm-hmm. institution for black executives across NFL teams and across the NFL front office. So I would say those are my three. Man, th- these people, they're not politicking right. Man, I'd be all up in <laughs> Kaepernick's face. Yo, this my boy. What are you talking? Yo, you, bro. It, it's acceptance, Gio. You can't it, remember what we say on, uh, on Sundays for me. Mm-hmm. The reason why, and this is my personal opinion, but the reason why men make terrible decisions is because of fear, guilt, shame, or ego. Mm-hmm. And so if you have, let's say, a, a mix of the four, right, with <laughs> these NFL owners, man, they're, they're when you say that they're not politicking, right, yeah. you're exactly right. Because when you're dealing in fear, guilt, shame, or ego, you lose all logic. Like, just take those things away, mm-hmm. right? Just take those things away. And just understand that the majority that you thought was the majority really wasn't. And it's okay. It's okay that you thought that. Like, it's okay. You made a mistake. We all make mistakes every day. What do I say, Jail? I'm the king of them. Mm -hmm. We all make mistakes every day. Yeah, we all do. Nobody's perfect. Understand that and move forward. So that that would be our that would be our stances on how to change on how to change the NFL. Now NFL, take it or leave it, but we said what we said. (laughs) Real quick, um, since we've been following this story at on Tuesday's playbook for the past couple of weeks. MLB did yes. the proposal 76 games. 76 prorated. Prorated games. Pro-rated games. Yes. And the MLB, so that was from the MLB itself. They pitched that to the Players Union. Mm-hmm. Players Union. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this because we have before. Players Union, take the fucking Please deal. take it, man. Take the deal. Baseball is boring, bro. 76 <laughs> games versus, versus how much? <laughs> Listen, baseball's boring, bro. Just take the deal. Just take the deal, bro. Like y'all over here thinking too long. It's pro-rated. I know y'all know what that means. Take the deal. Maybe I'll start watching baseball. Yeah, seventy-six games is is a lot better. And listen, and cut the innings too, bro. Nine is too long. Sitting there for like a whole day just watching somebody swing and miss. Come on, man. Listen, cut the innings. Take it down to seven or something. Tired of sitting there. You want to like universally change baseball, bro? <laughs> if this is what it takes to drive that, bro, like quarantine and all, listen, fix it, MLB. I am tired. Listen, I'll be watching a movie, and I'll leave the movie, go to the game, go back to the movie, and the game, go back and forth, and the game is still the movie's done by now, and the game is still on. That's a problem, bro. Cause that's the thing. There's no, there's no set time, bro. Right. right. That's the because you could literally sit there for a whole day. 
right. if it gets to that right. point. Right, especially extra innings. Like, you, you know what I'm saying, bro? Like, hours. like, bro, and it's still 0-0. Zero, zero. In that uncomfortable seat. Could you imagine Come being on, like, man, like, <laughs> listen. in the stadium, those uncomfortable seats for 16 hours? For 16 no, hours, bro? <laughs> take the deal. Please take the deal. Come on. You take heard, the deal. MLB, you heard it here first. G- take the deal. Gio says take the deal. Take tired of y'all, man. It wants to universally change baseball. Listen. All right. So <laughs> moving, moving on. Moving on. Um, so NBA's back, baby. Yes, sir. Let's give it the applause. Yes, Let's sir. The, the NBA's back, baby. Yes, sir. The NBA's back. We are in the so 22 teams. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to Orlando, I want to say. I'm yeah. about to pick up I think it's a Disney. Here. Disney. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So Last week, the league's board of governors and the players' union both approved. You see what happens, MLB, when you guys are on the same page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the players' union both approved plans: a 22-team, eight-game wrap-up to the regular season, followed by a possible play-in tournament, uh, hint, hint, NCAA tournament for the eighth seed and the playoffs to resume the 2019-2020 season on July 31st at the Walt Disney World's ESPN Worldwide of Sports Complex. Now, Geo, yes, sir. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've been to the ESPN Worldwide Sports Complex. Let me tell you, for all the people that say you can't house NBA teams, 22 teams or whatever there to play basketball, you are sadly mistaken. (laughs) That complex is huge. Like that thing is huge. It's like the size of Philadelphia. Like, oh that thing, wow! It's not. It's not that. I mean, I'm, I, I get. I get what you're saying. But though, it's. Yeah. But it's huge though. It's. It's freaking ginormous. I uh, did a lacrosse all star tournament there when I was in high school, and they had. It's like sixteen fields or something crazy. It. It was ridiculous. That's. Was that's so a lot. many fields. Um. So I do for all the people because I have seen some comments around. They're like, oh. Can you host 22 teams like at that? Oh, yeah, they can. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of space for all those who haven't been there or who haven't seen it. There's yeah, a I, lot I, of space. I just had to look it up, bro. Because I, if you look huge. at pictures, I was going to say, if it's you look huge. at even Google Images, it's huge. Bro, it's, it's huge, huge, bro. It is ginormous. So, uh, shouts to the, you know, I, it wasn't called that before. I think it was just called like the Disney Sports Complex when I played there. And it's gotten bigger since then. There's hella feels on yeah, here, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it literally is crazy. So, um, so first we are huge NBA fans. Yes. I, I know mm-hmm. we are huge basketball fans, both of us. Um, how do you feel? And I have a scorching hot take at the end of this, oh. but how do you feel a about the NBA coming back first? And then B, who do you like winning the actually, no, I'm going to put you on the spot. I was going to say, who do you like winning the championship? We'll get to that. Who do you like getting the eighth seed? So in the West, they're fighting for the AC right now. I believe it's the Blazers, Pelicans, and the Grizzlies. Okay. So first, how do you feel about the NBA coming back? They, you know, restate July 31st. How do you mm-hmm. feel about the day? How do you feel about Orlando? And then who do you think is going to uh, get the eighth seed? So obviously I'm excited. As you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to see some action. Right. That, right that's right. been my word today. Action. So I'm excited for that. I'm just hoping that they have all the measures in place to keep people safe. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I'm very excited. And the next question was, um, who do I have taking the AC? The AC, right. So. And so let me look, because I think it is, I think it is the Grizzlies, in the West, rather. I think it is the Grizzlies, the Blazers, and who did I say? And the Pelicans. Okay. So I think that's how it was going. Yeah, they are, because they took the seeding out. Okay. And so, yeah, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, the Pelicans and, and the Blazers. Blazers. All right. So for me, I want to see the Blazers. Here's why. Okay. Here's okay. Why. I love Mellow, bro. And I'll forever. Are you Me- I love Mellow. Are you Mello. one of those New Yorkers? I ha- I'm from New York, bro. I know, bro. I have to. I have. Here's here's the thing. Like, oh my god. I I love <laughs> Mellow, bro. Like, what happened to Mellow in the league was not his fault. It was Phil Jackson's fault. Phil Jackson blackballed Mellow. He was talking crap about Mellow oh to the to the owners. That's why nobody wanted to pick oh up Mellow. I love Mellow. Oh one of the best scorers. Oh in league history. You are a mellow stand. I okay. love mellow, bro. So I do. And I like Dame. And the only reason, like, I like CJ too. I don't like CJ because he's a journalism major. Similar communication. Shout out to Lehigh University. Shout out to Lehigh. So I, I like those three guys. I love mellow. I want to see. He probably not going to win no chip. But at least try to make a little run. Because I'm, I'm a mellow stand forever. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I ain't changing no, you that. Think? You got a problem, y'all know where to find me on the Cassius podcast. Uh, 
But what's, what's your take on that? I, I'm happy the NBA is back, uh-huh. for starters. I'm trying to wrap my brain around your mellow standing. I just, bro, um, listen, man. When I just came here, bro, when I, I came to this country 20, <laughs> 2010. I didn't start watching basketball for real, for real, to like 2011. You're right. And I was in New York, bro. So I'm seeing mellow. I'm like getting immersed into their basketball culture and all that. Mm-hmm. Bro, I will forever be a mellow fan. If y'all want to hate me for it, that's cool. I don't care. I love mellow. Yeah. Shout out to Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, no, that's a trash take, but I, I love that's you fine. as my brother. So, like, I get you. No, no, no. As a Syracuse fan for college basketball, I love what Melo did to the program. I yeah. love that Melo donates. I love that Melo does all of those things. My dad also is a New Yorker, so that's why I get to root for Syracuse. If you guys don't like it, you can catch us at the Catch Us podcast <laughs> and hit us up. But uh, so as a Syracuse fan, yes, I do appreciate Melo and the things that he's let, let me cut you off real quick. So Please. just to let you all know, the take wasn't necessarily a basketball take it was more of an emotional take <laughs> yeah a mellow take no, no it was no, no. a mellow it take it was more of a it mellow, was a mellow take. <laughs> take cause I like mellow the mellow takes maybe so. we should make that a second the mellow takes <laughs> the mellow takes so don't kill me it was just a mellow take I love once again I love mellow but, but continue Chris mellow take uh, but yes I'm happy that the NBA is back um, I think that with that being said being housed in Orlando I don't know if I like Orlando or not. Uh, I know why they chose Orlando. Why, why, I, yeah, I was just about to ask, like, why do they pick Orlando? It just because there's there's that big of a complex in uh-huh. order to play in, and then it also is a quote unquote like neutral turf. So they didn't want to they didn't want to play. So they're at the Disney complex itself. They're not playing in the Orlando arena. They're playing in the Disney complex. So they felt like it's it's neutral like they felt like oh, that, okay. that, that ability sense. to play in that arena person in that arena itself in that area was going to be like a neutral playing for all the people involved it's easy to get in and out mm-hmm. it's big enough and it also remember it had to be big enough to house and hold the nba players the complex so if you have 22 teams there they're going to be staying on the premises <clears throat> excuse me they're not they're not going to be leaving it's not like they're staying yeah. all around orlando they're staying on the premises itself the family staying mm-hmm. on the premises itself so so that's what that's why they chose Orlando. Um, yeah, I mean, I would have liked to. I'm a Lakers fan, so I would have liked to see it in LA. But you know, I get it. <laughs> um, as far as my take on the eighth seed, I really, really, and I know this may be a heart thing over a head thing. I really like the Pelicans. I really do. I really like the Pelicans. I really like Zion, Ingram, Ball, Hart. Uh, I think that Derek Favors is a great addition as well. Oh, I forgot he was there. I, yeah, I really, really like the Pelicans for the eighth seed. I, Zion is a force of nature. Like seeing him come back from that injury mm-hmm. the last time I saw him play. I mean, he he's a he's a big boy. He's big. He's huge. He's, and he's light on his feet. That's what I'm How are you that light bro. He's and like, bouncy that big? It's like what? 6'6", six, 6'8", six, six, 285, bro. That dude is he's almost huge. 300 freaking bro, pounds. Bro, he could be a lineman, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Shout out to This man needs to be blocking. <laughs> yeah, so... So I like the I like the Pelicans a lot. I really loved Ingram as a Lakers fan. I'm really sorry he had to go on the deal um, because I I saw him play at Duke uh, in a past life. I used to talk to the shirty that um, was a huge Duke fan, and so I got to see him play at Duke. And I, his game didn't translate in the NBA as early as it did when it translated into him at Duke. Yeah, but now it is coming into fruition. Would you have preferred if they traded Kuzma instead of him? Oh! You playing with my heart? <laughs> you playing with me? Um, woo! I, uh, I put you on the spot here, but <laughs> I, uh, I. So I think that any way that they were going to make the deal was going to be bad for me as a fan. Okay. I like Ingram because of what he can do on the scoring end, and I think mm-hmm. that he'll get better defensively. Kuzma is a defensive liability. So, and and you want you wanted a third piece. To do well around LeBron and around AD. AD. Yeah. Having Ingram at the three, LeBron at the one. Now we didn't we didn't know that LeBron was gonna play point guard. We didn't know at that all. before. We so, heard the rumor, but right, I didn't know but it was we didn't gonna happen. Know. Imagine LeBron at the one, <clears throat> excuse me, Danny Green at the two, Ingram at the three, AD at the four, 
and then McGee or uh, Howard. I'll put five. McGee. Yeah. Yo, come on. That'd be wild. What? That'd be wild. What? Who's like, guarding who, bro? Like what? Everybody's a threat. What? And especially <laughs> with Ingram. Ingram has had. So they said during the NBA season, Ingram has had the best year three point shooting from one year to the next. So the best improvement of mm-hmm. any small forward from one year to the next. He he raised his three point percentage almost like ten percent. So now that he is shooting threes better, what? Who's, he was already yeah. deadly from mid range. Mm-hmm. He was devastating from there. Now he's got a three two. Nah, bro. Garden, Ooh, that, that'd be tough. Exactly. That'd so tough. you know, RIP to my dreams of Ingram. But <laughs> um, but I like Kuz. I think that Kuz will give it. It's hard with Kuz because he's a four. Mm-hmm. So and AD doesn't like to play the five. So in theory, you were thinking right, and this is totally veering off of what we were talking about. But in theory, you were thinking AD would be comfortable playing the five. But yeah, Kuz at the four. Yeah, then you still have LeBron at the one. Um, Danny, Danny Green at the two. two, and then at the three, you plugging in maybe Caldwell Pope. Maybe if you wanted more passing, you could have you know Rondo at the two, Danny Green at the three, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there's it's people you could plug in, uh, Caruso. But now that Ingram is gone, I think and Kuzma hasn't really taken that next step on defense or on offense. Yeah. It's just harder because AD's like, nah, I just want to play the four because mm-hmm. he wants that room to work on the block, which I again, which I understand, but. You know, I don't think that Lakers, I don't think that the Lakers management kind of like knew that beforehand. Yeah. I thought that they, I thought, or I think that they thought that AD would be comfortable playing at the four or at the five, but he was like, nah, bro, you're <laughs> at the four and that's just going to be. That's it. But yeah, so I like, I like the Pelicans a lot um, as the eighth seed. And yeah, I'm really, really excited for the NBA. One question for you. You put me on the spot. I'm going to put you on the spot. Sure. How do you feel about the NBA using crowd noise? All right. I'm going to have NBA to, 2K listen, crowd noise. How do you feel about that? Here's why. So when quarantine started, mm-hmm. I went on, I went to watch some wrestling because I, I was right. really interested to see how they're going to do it without. The oh, crowd. yes, yes, yes. Right, right. I mm-hmm. was watching it, bro. And it was the most boring thing I had <laughs> ever experienced in my life. <laughs> I yeah, because it's just it's just the people not to interrupt you, Gio. It's just the people like it's, around the circle, right? It's no, like weird, bro. It was just the people in the ring and the announcers. <laughs> Nobody was in the stands, bro. and I'm I'm like, yo, people are really important. Hold on, hold on. I gotta give up the golf club. I gotta give up the golf club. <laughs> Oh, no, no, I gave him the gas. I gave him the wrong thing. I gave him the wrong thing. Oh, my gosh. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I can't. Oh, my gosh. I just found it. I got to get the golf club. Listen, I gave him the Bro. gas. <laughs> and the golf club. <laughs> it, it was so It was so bad. So they they need, you have to pump something in. Right. There has to be some filler. Because, bro, I was literally hearing every <laughs> chop, every time they hit the rope. Every, everything they. The rope. Nah, Gio, stop it. You can hear the Bro, rope. It was quiet in there. <laughs> it was Deadly. Now they have a few people, and, and it's even right. weird. it's weird still because right. you're like you're hearing a, hey, you're hearing like like this is weird. Like it's scattered noise around the arena. Right. So they they're gonna need that, bro, because it's gonna bring that level of yo people are at the game stuff is really right. happening. Right. But to have it empty just to hear them out there cussing and screaming, it's gonna be weird. That crowd reaction is necessary. Somebody hit the three. Mike Green will say bang, and then <laughs> the whole arena will quiet. Bro. The whole arena will like echo. Bang, 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 like, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be wild. No, I hear they, you. They need it. They need it. Um, I agree. I, I would say that they probably need something. I don't know if I want to hear the same noise as I play or hear in two K when I play. True. I think that that would be like kind of like. Chris Angel mind freak, <laughs> kind of like, oh, am I playing 2K right now? Um, My thing is, are they going to cut off David Aldridge? Like, you know, when you play in 2K, he started talking. Well, Kev, fantastic reporting, David. Like, <laughs> is that going to happen? I saw it on oh, Twitter. When you skip it? Yeah, like, when, when you, you skip it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that would be wild. Like, like, and now back to you, guys. <laughs> fantastic reporter from our David Aldridge. Right. <laughs> Bro, now I saw it on Twitter, bro. I was like, yo, they didn't have to say that. Like, I was dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I think that whether they pump crowd noise in, whether they, uh, I don't know. They're going to have to figure something out, though. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do, but <laughs> to be honest. To just hear it empty is not, I'm not watching it. Yeah, I and I, I think that just like when we talked about last week with Deshaun Jackson, like, 
you don't want to give them the mic. No. You don't want to give players the mic. No. That is a devastating idea or, you know, a bad idea. Right. It just, you just don't, you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of liability right there, man. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to do that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, whether they, they pump it in or not, it's, it's, you know, it's whatever, man. It doesn't matter. But you know what does matter? You know what does matter, Gio? What's up? What's up, bro? You know what time it is, man. You know what time it is when you hear this. You know what time it is when this comes on. You know what time it is. You know what time it is, guys. Listen. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, we turned. We lit. (laughs) It is time with check-ins with Gio. Yes, sir. We we always improving. You know what I'm saying? We are trying to give the best content Listen. possible. You guys have been in my mentions, <laughs> in my phone. We want to hear more from Gio. We want to hear Gio's take on stuff. <laughs> so we decided to create a segment yes, with sir. just Gio. Whatever he wants to talk about on Tuesdays, he gives his opinion. I'm about to just be quiet. I mean, you can you, you can chime in too, bro. I'm, I might it's actually your, chime but it's in. Your, it's your check-in. But... <laughs> what's your, your check in this week, bro? For this week, man. Listen, I'm. I always take the opportunity to focus on what, as Chris says, what's happening on the outside. So for me, it might low key got serious a little bit, but is it something that needs to be said? Something that need people need to know. Listen, elections are coming up. I know it's early. I know it's super early, bro. But that's the one thing that. We kind of have to, um, outside of protests, to like say our voices. This election coming up is very crucial. Now, I get that the both, all right, both candidates are bad. Both of them are bad. <laughs> Let me just put that I'm out. trying to be quiet. <laughs> Let me just put that out. There. <laughs> both of them are bad. Like, Joe Biden's crazy. Trump is just ridiculous. So Joe Biden has no plan. He's so crazy. Anyway, go ahead. But when it comes, like, a lot of people are going to say, oh, I'm not voting. Or I'm going to vote for a green party. This is how I see it, right? Say you go to a restaurant, and there's two things on the menu. And you come into the restaurant, right? And you're going to tell them what you want. But at the end of the day, there's two things on them. You're going to try to bring in your own menu right. to fit their menu. Right. Similar to the election. There's two candidates. There's Trump. There's Biden. You have to choose one. Like, I get, oh, I'm not voting. Just pick one. <laughs> Pick one, yo. If you support Trump, that's your thing, fine. Yeah, whatever. If you support Biden, that's your thing, fine. But whatever. find something. Don't sit back this election and let what happened in 2016 happen again, where a lot of people sat out their votes. Don't do that this time. Do not do that this time. Please get out there and vote. Listen, and I've even make it personal for you guys. I just became a citizen in this country. Hey, a few months hold ago. on, hold on, no, 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 no. You can't skip that. <laughs> You can't skip that. Can't I, skip I've that. been here for like 10 years. Yeah, too. you can't skip that. No, no. Congratulations, you, young brother. Bro. Congratulations, I, pay, I paid King. a lot. King. Uh, thank you. I paid a lot for my right to vote in this country, and I'm mm-hmm. going to exercise that right mm-hmm. come November. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'll be even make it more. I paid $800 to become a citizen in this country. And that's not even all of it because I have to get a password on top of paying that mm-hmm. that 800 You mm-hmm. feel me? So listen, man. Exercise your right to vote. I get that you guys might not agree with both candidates. But sitting at home is just adding to the problem that we have in this country. Please. Ex- and if you don't want to vote on that level, make sure you vote in your state elections. Man. Mm-hmm. We talked about that before. Because half the people that are not voting, bro, they just sit there and don't vote for anything. You can't at least vote for your state reps and mm-hmm. Congress people, all that, because you City do state. get that. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you do get that right. So please, guys, please, I'm begging y'all, mm-hmm. please get out there and vote. Look up what you have to look up. Look into both of the candidates. See what they're about. I mean, you already know what they're about. But still, go see what they're about. See what changes that can be made. And if Trump is your guy, by all means, do your thing. I'm not here to judge you. I'm going to judge you. But I'm not here to judge you. (laughs) And if Joe Biden is your guy, do your thing. But please make sure you exercise your right to too many, especially for black people. Too much went in for us to have the right to vote. That's right. So like what our ancestors did, that's if you sit down every election, then they wasted their time and put their lives at risk for nothing then. So get out there and vote. That's for that's um check-ins with Gio today. 
It's gonna get lighter for sure. Yes. But I just wanted to put that out there that voting is important. Again, I paid too much money to basically get the right to vote in this country, bro. To just sit at home and not do it. So please take away from today, from Geo's check-in. Make sure y'all vote. And if anybody like I'm not that big into politics like that, but if anybody ever wants (laughs) to talk about it, you know. I can hear from your perspective. Y'all should see his movement right now. With the left and right, listen. I'm not into politics with the left and right. (laughs) We can talk about it. Hit hit me up. You know what I'm saying. But take away from today. Make sure y'all vote. Make sure y'all know who y'all voting for, and make sure you know why you're voting as well. Don't just go vote to vote. Make sure you're informed. I love it. I love it. Be informed. Completely agree. Yes, sir. Now, Mm how we do? How we? Wow. How have we? Secured the bag since last week. I've got nothing <laughs> on how I've secured the bag. I have started reading more. So I'll just throw that out there. But like, I've got literally nothing. For me, <laughs> I, well, I do stocks, as I've said before. Oh, that's Forex. true. You're killing it right now in yeah. the stocks, though. You're killing it, was, it, it was good. right now. Today is not a good day, though. Yeah. But it's been it's been great. Like, I've been, my my portfolio has been, the value has been going up. I like it. I've been learning more, Black like, you know what I'm saying, bro? I like it. You know what I'm saying, man? <laughs> and I'm just learning more because there's not just stocks. You got you got ETFs. You got mutual funds. Oh, yeah. You potting. And all that stuff. No, I tell them. So, no, you potting. Listen, man. No, you potting. And <laughs> I'm, I'm dropping gems today. I feel no, good. No, you are. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel good. I, I feel, feel good, good today. So... One of the things I will tell you guys, especially for beginners, when it comes to um, getting stocks, Robinhood is a great yes, app to yes, start yes, with. Yes, yes, yes. I also have Robinhood, yes. Interface yes. is great. It's easily accessible. They even got the news in there. Like, for me, I use Robinhood, and I just got into TD recently. Yes, okay. But Robinhood is good for for beginners, you know. It's low risk. Mm-hmm. And if you sign up with somebody else's code, you get a free stock on. So it encourages you, and it's very right. easy to understand. So. Right. If you guys are trying to get into stocks, make sure y'all check the news too, because like stocks are based on what's happening. They follow the world trends, right? And what's happening in the community, all that. Right. So, Robinhood, make sure y'all stay informed with the news. And back to what I was saying, <laughs> please make sure y'all vote this November. <laughs> y'all wanted more GL. Y'all got more GL. Shout and it's, it's, it's gonna. We're going to be on some light topics. I'm going to come in here cutting up sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But I just wanted to start off with that. Yeah. So people don't just think that, oh, we're just here to be here. Like, we're here to inform you guys. Yeah, guys. This is, as much as we love it to be light and funny. We have have responsibility, bro. But we have a platform. And we have a responsibility to make sure that listeners are informed. Absolutely. Vote, vote, vote. Agree. Completely agree. Um, Yeah, like I said. My secure in the bag is definitely um, more reading. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything uh, substantial in the. But bro, ain't, no, ain't nobody reading nowadays. Or like, I see people talking about, and it's like such a big accomplishment now. When somebody says, "Yo, I'm reading a book," I'm trying to finish a book a week. That's Honestly, great. I'm trying to finish a book a week. I'm trying to finish. And I need to take a page out of your book, bro. Because <laughs> I, I feel I only read if I have to, like for class and stuff. I know we got class no more right you know, now, you know, but you know a black man is listen, what he knows man. up here. Listen, man. All we got is our head and what's below, brother. Yeah. That's it. That's all we got. So, so I would say, yeah, I would say that's how I'm yeah. securing the bag. So I mean, and when we say secure the bags, man, it's not necessarily yo. I'm out here. I just bought a mil- multi million. Yeah, come company. on, guys. No one's buying multi million yeah. dollar stuff. Right We're now. not talking about nothing like, crazy. You're not Jeff Bezos. Like the the quarantine is here. Mm-hmm. We know that. We have the ability to do different, um, do different things, learn different things, whatever you are doing in your life in order to get better. That yeah. is if it's even bag. going to the gym, y'all. Yeah, that is secure in the bag. Yeah, if you listen, I was out there running yesterday. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to, you know, get my body right and be healthier, right? So it's it's anything, anything literally that you are improving within mm-hmm. yourself. It could be financially, spiritually, any anything, any alley, any aspect yeah. of your life. If you're improving it, that's securing the bag. Yes, so. sir. So yeah, I love that. Um, songs of the week. Songs My the week. song for the week. Ooh, songs of the week. I've been bumping. You know, this is the segment everybody oh everybody's God, talking about. I'm gonna surprise y'all one week, but this Ooh. is not this, is not not this week. week. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, nah, you're gonna get a surprise. I'm gonna get y'all surprised. But I've been bumping Encore by Jay Z off the Black album. Oh, da, da, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. That's my song. Man. Yeah, yeah. Forever. I love it. I love that song. What nah, you got the Black Album song? is tough. Yo, you know I got to pull up Spotify every week. Mm-hmm. Like, I should have them queued up. I don't know why I never have them queued up. Because, oh, oh, I know what I've been listening to. I just told somebody last night. So, you may laugh at me, bro. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I really... Oh, boy. Here we, here we go. I really, really love Jaden Smith's music. Oh, man. <laughs> Does that wait? Wait, what does that say about me? No, no, no. What does that say about me? No, literally. I don't even know, bro. But like, bro, I I like like two of his songs. I like Icon. Let me cap. It's so funny you say that. See, we're on the same wavelength. So, I also really love and appreciate alternative music. Okay. Any level of all, any level of like indie stuff, and I love when rappers and hip hop artists do indie stuff uh-huh. like it it is so 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 good to me when you can branch out of what people normally do i'm not the like i'm not the person that normally yeah. does certain things mm-hmm. my trajectory has been different as you know so i like people who grow and learn and experiment in those ways so right now i have been bumping this uh series so s-y-r-e siri album by Jaden. I, I thought it was called sire bro sire is it did i say siri I, I, yeah I'm gonna laugh at myself. <laughs> I'm gonna get my like semi laugh. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the and it was lower, but yeah, that's just, that's I'm, I, I think it's sire. Uh, so sire, so Siri. I like the Apple thing. I was like sire. So thank you for correcting me. So so sire. Um, the electric album. The electric album is fantastic. It's so 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 good. So. That's what I'm listening to right now. And also with Encore, I didn't give you the Air Home G Encore. Um, but yeah, I would say the the Jaden album. So okay. it's the Sire, the electronic mm-hmm. album. If you guys want some mellow stuff to listen to, real moody. I love moody music. Real, real, real moody. Real like, you know. <laughs> no, nah, I like my songs upbeat. Like nah, out, yeah, you're, like, yeah, you're just a New Yorker. I'm ready to you're go, just a, bro. You're just, just a New Yorker. You just, <laughs> that's just New York. I'm, you know, I just like mellow stuff. Um, but yeah, so I would say that's what that's my song of the week so far, man. And before we go, we wanted to quickly, quickly, quickly address that Tom Foolery from CNN the other day. Yeah. What what the Mr. Lane's attorney? That's how I have it written down in my phone. <laughs> and Gio, what did he say? This man said. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him what he said. Listen, this Tell man said. <laughs> The public. All right, let me let me read this out. What it says it says the attorney representing Thomas Lane, one of the Minneapolis police officers involved in the killing of George Floyd, says the public should have intervened in the yeah. terrible situation if they were so concerned. Are you kidding me? And we will, we will leave it. We will listen, leave it at this. Listen, we will leave it at this because shout out to Chris Cuomo for checking him though. Firstly, shouts to Chris Cuomo. I really appreciate you checking that man. And to Mr. Lane and Mr. Lane's attorney. Fuck you. And remember, guys, with the Catch This Podcast, please curse responsibly. Yes, sir. We'll see you guys on Sunday, man. Peace. Peace.